Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. Good evening, Andre. Good evening, Anita. You know, I'm super awake. Just to thank you, you very know. much. <laughs> yes, and you, we have to hurry because it's already very late. It's already and very we late. brought our kids to bed uh, much later than usual because they had to play their computer games, and mm. which is your fault. Of course, and you're gonna have to take, take responsibility. Full credit for that. Credit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're. Well, so oh, you, you meant yourself. it as as an as an uh, well thing I did wrong. Yeah, I said oh, you have to take responsibility no. for it, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I take credit for right. it. Right, that's it's, it was my idea, and um, you know, I'm so proud was, we're doing a parenting podcast. That's true because it was a really peaceful day. You noticed that? I did, but it's scary. It sounded more like uh, we're doing something wrong with our kids, like we're putting them in, in, in a cellar no, or no, in a no, here comes the part. little we cabin, did and we're very little it. with our kids. Nothing wrong, just very little because they didn't ask for much. They didn't, and that doesn't see and that <laughs> that doesn't prove your great parenting no, no, no. technique. This is just not a normal modus operandi where a kid is always coming like every two minutes and asking for something to do and uh, please uh, play with me and do this and do that. We had those times as well. I did at least with the girls and uh, with the boys as well today uh, while you were in church. But you mean interactive. Times. Yeah, exactly. With okay. uh, each kid individually, to be honest. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, you with uh, with our, a big daughter, and uh, me with all the other three. Yes. And each had that different uh, separated times. I still times feel superior we didn't in a sense, that. you know, because okay. yeah. she helped me with the the cleaning up. Yeah, you, you did something, and I just you know threw her the little one threw her around and uh, no, no, that's with not what I mean. Yes, of course. Um, you, you were I'm not productive. That, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're but, we're just different. No, but that. but again, it was a really quiet and uh, enjoyable day. I'd nice. Say. Okay, yeah. and. We're going to talk today about something I sent you quite a long time ago. It's mm. 19 old parenting tips that are still current, that are still true. Mm. From Montserrati. Yeah. Montserrati. No, 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 it's not. I think yeah, it, it was it's from supposed her. to be from Montessori. Montessori, that was the name, yeah. Mm. Italian. Um, it is. Italian pedagogan. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kids teacher. <laughs> Kids teacher, no I don't know. Um, most people have heard about her, like especially if you're listening to a parenting podcast, you know Montessori. I mean, you shouldn't yeah. have to explain it. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, you should. Or just Google it. And well, we're going to talk about those 19 sentences. Mm -hmm. Even though I really expected something different, I'm going to have to say. Okay. But let's just go through them because... So, this woman, yeah. Montessori, she has made um, like a claim or a thesis of uh, 19 different sentences. We're going... To go through, right? Yes, exactly. And starting with number one, which roughly number translate... Number one is kids are learning from what surrounds them, mm -hmm. their surrounding. The environment. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this, um, actually, I just heard something really interesting from a... He is a psychologist, but he's a genetic psychologist, something like that. Oh, he has which been sounds, grown to be no, a psychologist. No, his... Uh, his specialty, like as a psychologist, is 
discovering uh, the influence of genes on your psyche and your development and so on. Mm-hmm. And he, he has the opinion that almost everything is genetic. Like even the, the, the environment. Like we're always having this clear cut between nature and nurture, which I told you about. Mm-hmm. Like nature is your genes and nurture your up, upbringing, culture, things that surround you. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, he has the opinion that children, even if they're like in a in an environment that doesn't support their characteristics, they're still going to find a way to influence their um, surrounding accordingly to their uh, genetics. Genetics, yes. Okay. Like even th- there was a study that found out that television watching is genetic. Mm-hmm. Like your television habits... They have a genetic component, which is kind of weird. I mean, this is, I haven't looked into it closely. Maybe you're going to have to Google it. But, but, but I still, I still think <laughs> parenting has its use and parenting has an influence. But basically, Otherwise, we wouldn't everything talk about is things. preordained and there's very little we can do. It, it sounded it's like it. It's all in the genes. It's all in the, and well, this, no, actually, oh, yeah. yeah. And then, I listened to another podcast you did today, it. yes, and it was today, and I was like, this is kind of weird, this all fits together, and there was this guy saying that he has studied both um, train ways, of thoughts, uh, train mm-hmm. of thoughts. Mm-hmm. like there's people saying like it's all genetic, and then there's other people like the, the personal, personal development gurus and so on who are saying, no, you're just going to have to want it, and... You're gonna have to have to have the right plan and the right mm. strategies, and then you can change yourself as much as you want to, mm. in a sense. And he was surprised as to how far you can take each train of thought. Like you can explain quite a, a big amount of things by just following your own train mm-hmm. in both ways. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he said something like. That he believes that both are true, even though they're contradicting each other in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is the kind of thinking that I'm also discovering when reading the Bible, where there's always like there's so many times there is two different branches that seem to contradict each other, but they can still be true at the same time, mm-hmm. which doesn't fit our human thinking, our ratio, like the rationale thinking, which doesn't fit it. But <clears throat> let's just say bringing, having good um, opportunities in your home, like a stimulating environment, is probably better than only having TVs and video games. And well, but if it's genetic predefined no I mean, this is not this is not my, my thesis we're okay. talking about her thesis and she's saying that the environment is predicting what your kid's gonna do okay so so who are we gonna follow then we jump on the train of let's be the best parents that we can and then we're gonna have an awesome child and if it's not well turning out the way we want it to we can always blame genetics right no that's um another strategy that even like the people who are training Führungspersönlichkeiten, um, leadership, personal. leadership mm. personnel, they would give you the advice to always take the responsibility, uh, responsibility no matter what outcome. Mm. 
if there is a praise, if something goes really right, mm -hmm. you give the praise to the child or the worker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it goes really, really wrong, you take the responsibility. Yeah. You I, take I, the blame. I, you don't. You don't take I any know praise. That concept. Yeah. I don't wholeheartedly agree with it, but I. I I understand it. Yeah, okay. So, we're going to be the humble parents. Well, it's our genes, among others, so... Yeah, we're going to have to take the blame anyway, so... Yeah, that's <laughs> just saying. I mean, this sounds like an easy way out. Well, we tried everything, but the genes, what can you do, you know? Could have chosen a different partner. Could have <laughs> gone to China and changed your yeah, genes. That's true, that's um, true. Yeah. Mix it up a little. Could have done something different. Fellas, next time you've got kids, you know, next time. Yeah. I'm going to meet the right gene person. Yeah, but um, this is um, this is the, the very challenging part. And I, I just, I would just give the advice to try to change at least a little bit. Because otherwise it's going to be too overwhelming and you feel like not doing anything at all. Okay. So try to provide an environment that is better than it used to be the day before. I don't know. Sure. Strive to... Have know. those wooden toys and <laughs> go into the woods mm -hmm. and... And do all that stuff. Bake stuff from scratch mm. with your children, with lovely oh, music in the you, background. You make a very compelling argument. Let's and just not do that, please. Sew your own clothing. <laughs> and Thank you so much. Okay, next point before we okay. drift far If away. you criticize your kid too often, it will learn how to criticize others, how to judge others. Mm. So don't be judgmental. Don't criticize your child, because otherwise it's going to be judgmental. Okay, I can get behind that. It's what you put into a person that might come out of it, right? Mm. No? Yeah, of course. But I still think there's still very much a question of personality, because this is something that we clearly can see in Our four children that mm. certain children have a bigger propensity for judging others than others. Mm -hmm. and also receiving criticism. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. It's yeah. a, a very different approach for every kid, basically. Yes. Mm. And this is something. How? It's your genes, so you tell me. <laughs> it's a mixture that's the problem well, I mean if there would be one strategy that would work on all of them mm, mm. great well, I'm, I'm good at shifting blame so I, I guess you have to explain your side of the gene pool why criticism is see this was on my list <laughs> this was like one red flag uh -huh. where you, like mm. yeah yeah your red flag you not being able to take well too much white flags too little red I guess That yeah. ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, and now it has multiplied by four, you know. Um, yeah, let's try try to, I don't know, work on the criticism in a way that your child is able to swallow it. <laughs> swallow it, that sounds so negative. How it is Handle able it. to receive Cope. it and be still motivated. Yeah. And to each kid his own or her own um, And the problem is, way of our oldest, mm -hmm. our oldest, he is the easiest with criticism. Like he, you, yes, I'd say, like, especially age. when he was younger. No, 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 no. 
when he was younger, mm. we really had to be very, very harsh so that he gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, because being nice to him and telling him this is not okay mm-hmm. or try to like guide him by mm-hmm. example and by showing a better way or something, that didn't have any effect on him. Mm-hmm. And also, if we were, let's say, stricter, mm-hmm. it wasn't that he was... Like, he didn't show any hurt. He didn't feel like... I never felt like he was almost crying because I talked to him more harshly. Yeah. The exact opposite was the case. Like, if I talked like that to somebody else, another child might cry, you Mm -hmm. know? But him, it was the exact, let's say, the exact dose that was good for him. Mm -hmm. But now the other children, Mm -hmm. they're totally different. Mm -hmm. And this is... Hard. It's it's really like having to talk to every child in a different way. Well, it works in the real world the same. If you talk to your colleague, every colleague is uh, his own different. her own person. It's different, and your approach has got to be you know kind of um, yeah. You got to be aware of that. Yeah. You know, it's such a difficult job. I mean, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's basically human interaction, and every human is an yes. individual, yeah, so true. every approach yeah. has got to be individual as well. Yeah. And the other one works well when you joke with them a lot. The the, the next one is a more, uh, you know, command and obey kind of style. You know. But see, this is another argument for the child is um, shaping the environment, like our children are shaping the way we are interacting with them as well. Mm-hmm. By it's because reacting they're developing their, their personality. Yeah. They are still developing and, and we have to learn as well. You've got to, you know, the, it's not one size fits them all. It's uh, very individual and that can be draining, of course. It can be quite exhausting. Uh, but then again, it's for persons on their, or people on them themselves in a way. Yeah. You know, so. Okay, the next one is about praising kids. Mm-hmm. Now, a kid that gets praised a lot will learn how to appreciate others you can do it but i'm not going to talk about this too long because we have done like a three-part series or whatever we have been talking about this for a really long time how, to how you can praise because there's a lot of mistakes that you can make when complimenting your child and that a lot of praise can be negative as well mm-hmm. so just go back to those other Episodes. Episodes, so mm-hmm. you know how the right dose can be yeah. created. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're really experts on that. We are trying. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. But I think you did a really, a really good explanation on that episode, though. I did? Mm. I'm just giving you praise, you know, as an example. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I don't remember that, but... Me neither, but I think you did a great job. <laughs> that was horrible praise for no, me. No, because no, that was honest praise. It was, yeah, but not, no praise that I can accept, so... I know, I know. I know, you know how I work. It was funny enough, though. Okay. It made you laugh. It did. So there you go. Number four. Um, if you are repellent towards your child... If you're acting in a repellent way, oh. like you're ignoring them and you're rather... Um, push them away. Abweisend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, push them away. Yeah? The kid will learn how to fight. Okay. And I thought this is actually a good thing. I want my child to, to be able to fight. Give them the much-needed resilience. We have to repel our kids. 
No, that kind of suck. <laughs> no, I think she meant by yeah. It's it's more like the kid will fight for attention. Yeah. It will Among fight things, for yeah. For anything. Will get negative attention and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably what she means. And yeah, this would be act toward act re- in a repellent way towards your kid. I don't think anybody is listening to us. Who would be like that? So we can skip that, right? Okay. True, maybe. Mm-hmm. If you're honest to your child, it will learn how to be just or how to act just. Gerecht sein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Honesty is a bit is an important thing. I mean, you don't tell your kid like everything, everything, but uh, you you tell them everything they need to know. But but and you like don't hide, justice like if you're, and if honesty. You, how does it fit to you? No, like, if, if can you give an example? Like, because I, I actually I had to think about this one. Okay. How does honesty make you just? Well, you you understand the principle of being honest, and you treat people, um, and you tell them why you treat them that way. You're honest about that, which leads to you being received as just. Okay, right now, like today. They didn't feel like being trusted justly. Treated justly? Yeah, in a just manner. Well, that's because... Of, is, uh, no, but let's, that's, let's, that's, let's that's not take that thing. example. Let's take a totally different and, example. Yeah, that, How would a child... Like, you are honest to them. You're say like, you know, I don't want to play with you today because I'm really tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now the kid is going to learn how to be just... No, but it, it learns that it's okay to share your feelings. Okay. And how you feel right at, at that moment and what you are thinking. Okay, then I would use the word empathetic instead of just. Maybe, yeah. I mean, those are her observations. I don't okay, know. we don't know the context because sometimes you can throw two different words in a sentence and mm. I don't know, it sounds good, but I'm, I'm wondering about the logic behind it in a sense I mean I, I would think being just as um, that w- whenever you utter um, not not a condemnation but utter, utter a judgment in a way um, it is received as just when you explain it and it makes sense to the person okay but that that that's not just the same as being honest that's more like yeah, but trying the, to explain mm-hmm different sides I mean this is a totally no, different the, the honesty behind it is because you explain why you judged a particular way no that's just an explanation I wouldn't call it ju- like being honest honest is more like I had to say no to go to your birthday party because honestly I really didn't feel like it I didn't feel like having a lot of people around me That would be, to me, honest. Okay. Yeah, Admitting something that might not be uh, something that the other person wants to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, like... It doesn't fit with justice. I don't know. It's... Oh, well. Maybe we should ask her. Yeah, we should ask her. There are schools called uh, I mean, she's in her name, right? dead now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe somebody can tell us. <laughs> If you... Make fun of your kid too often, number six. It'll be shy and insecure. 
Well, if your kid is a laughing stock at if, home, it's kind of yeah, that's a duh thing. It's a natural. If you make fun of your kid too often, that's that's a weird part. Like the way she's saying it. Like, I would, do we ever make fun of our kids? I mean, like we do fun of our kids. Yeah, but not, but not in, in a, front of others. No, not in front of others, and not even in front of them. In a sense, I mean, it's not like. <laughs> we, we don't make fun no, we of don't. them. Yeah, we do. We don't humiliate them. Do you know? That's, no, it's that's more a like difference. an invitation to them for them to laugh with us. I mean, it's not like in a humiliating way, yeah. like in a put exactly. down way, but more yeah. like a... Um, this is how you react in a way and this is how we mirror your actions and uh, we do it in a funny and loving enough way that you can laugh with us about it. But and so I also can remember... That especially our second son, sometimes mm -hmm. he would take something personally mm. or he would show that, like, he would reflect to us that he didn't find it funny, mm -hmm. you know, like it was a little bit too much. Mm. And then we would even apologize. Mm -hmm. I remember certain um, incidences where we would apologize and tell him, you know, it was really not meant in a bad way, way. Mm. It, it like it's we like even, when we call him sweet or something that she yes. doesn't appreciate yes mm -hmm. and then we would apologize so it's not mm. like really making fun of the kid in a mm. sense and i can understand that this can make you insecure yes among definitely other things you can oh do yes wrong. and actually this was something that i felt hurt by like mm -hmm. in my childhood mm -hmm. they would make fun of my cheeks mm -hmm. and i i was insecure about that like every single picture they would take of me i would like suck in my cheeks so it wouldn't look like a hamster so yeah it was awesome but those were so sweet no, i shouldn't have said that <laughs> no they're gonna send me hamster pictures thank you you listen well Aaron. and then... why was i so honest <laughs> we want but more pictures you like can that. be on yeah i can be honest and now i'm gonna be just yeah you're yeah. gonna get the just amount of pictures <laughs> sent to you by Aaron. thank you so much thank you mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, if a kid feels secure in your presence, mm -hmm. it'll learn how to trust you. So, duh. Sorry. I mean, if it feels secure in your presence, it's got, it's going to trust you. It's like, if you don't hit it, it doesn't get any, you know, spots where it hurts. Right? Uh, <laughs> no. Why? If, why? If, why if, do you? bring something negative no, well, okay, like that let's put it positive if you shower your kid it's gonna get wet yes okay yeah that's better it, it, it's so yeah <laughs> we don't have to talk about this too much either <laughs> Ooh. but maybe it's a revelation for some I don't know that's uh, I don't know maybe not maybe. you can't learn anything from this point <laughs> what means verachten um If you oh, despise, if you despise your child too often, mm -hmm. it'll be full of uh, feelings of guilt and shame. Who does that? I mean, this probably not parents listening to a parenting podcast. No, I don't. Yeah. So if you know parents who really don't like their kids, then maybe tell despise them despise their better kids. Better give them up for. You I don't shouldn't know. have kids. Then. You really shouldn't have kids. Yeah, but that's too late. Okay. Um, if, number nine, if you encourage your child to 
utter their feelings, say what they feel, um, and what it says, and take it seriously, mm. whatever he or she is saying, it'll be strengthened in their self-esteem. <laughs> This is... If it rains, it, the earth wet. gets wet. <laughs> no, I mean... Well, to put it into context, because the, the the Montessori, she's been living in the, what, 19th century? 18-something, 18 18 right? 1989, there was some, some yeah. quotes, I don't know. So maybe for that time, it was a revelation because kids were approached in a very... Oh, well, they, they wrote it in the article before. Kids were like uh, treated like ad adults and not like kids. No, yeah. the way she shaped um, society with, with her weird. statements yeah. is kids are kids, a whole different persona, and not to be treated like adults. And uh, that had a whole mindset shift. I don't minds, think they were treated as adults. Change. I don't think so. No, this is what they say like, in that article yeah. back in her time. Yeah. This is how kids were treated. And if they act up, they get smacked down, just like any um, adult would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it sounded more like a kids were less than adults. Like you could treat them however you want. No, like adults. So they had to behave the same like adults. Yeah, they had to behave like adults, but they were treated like dogs in a sense. Mm, mm, depends on where you look at, for sure. Because at, like adults, it would be like the same level, you know? And this is rather something that we have grown into, like trying to understand the child at their level mm. and trying to encourage them that would be appropriate in their like for their developmental stage yeah and well, what i'm saying is um, she mentioned those 19 points uh, in a time where it was uh, yeah they would look kids at kids were... totally different mm -hmm. yeah um yeah oh this is sad i mean but still yeah if you don't If you don't take their feelings seriously, I'm just thinking um, sometimes it can be hard to take every feeling seriously of our kids. You know, I'm thinking about a certain kid. Yeah, and, I know. And if it's like a, a pattern mm -hmm. that the kid, it feels like the kid refuses to decide against it, to refuse mm -hmm. to get out of it. And likes to hold a grudge for example this is something I, i don't know i really really wish we could get through better so this kid would share a little bit more mm -hmm. and be like, like a little bit open for suggestions yeah or coming up with his own or her own suggestions yeah 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 that would help the kid it would help um number 10 if you're if you um reach towards your child uh, like if you try to understand the kid it'll learn how to be patient okay you think I'm that's true well i try to give an example like A daughter, she can be quite nervy. Like she, she can be annoying. quite annoying and and 
ask like I want to have this now. I want to have this now. I want to have this now. And repeats, you know, well, basically uh, every small kid does mm, that. And depending on her mood, she sometimes would be receptive to me telling her, you know what, I'm just doing this right now, mm. and I have to look at her mm -hmm. and really, really show her that I'm taking her request um, seriously, seriously. Mm. and then I have to look at the, the clock like we have this clock with different animals on it mm. and I can tell her like when the big um, the big pointer thingy <laughs> yeah. whatever it's called in English no, um, is on the snake we can go for a walk at a certain time whatever yeah mm -hmm. whatever it just needs a little bit longer look and when it's on the snake we can go and mm. She gets it, and then she can be more patient, you know? Also, she was standing next to me while I was playing uh, my, my card game, uh, and she was asking if we could, you know, uh, fool around, you know, and then to do some stuff. And I said, yes, let me just finish this card game. And she said, she said okay, and just stood there and waited, and I could explain to her, this is what I'm doing, this is my strategy, and this is Oh, that. yeah? And she was excited, she was, okay. And now it's time to, you know, come down and you uh, throw me around. I said, now it's time. And she said, yes. well, great, okay. Nice. Let's go. So, but, but this has gotten better, by the way. Yeah, it has. Yes, it has. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Okay. If you, if you support your kid in whatever it's he or it, she is thinking, it'll be more secure, like self um, so if you assure your self. kid of herself and give her some assurance, um, he or she will feel more assured. Yeah. Am I getting that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So maybe about 130 years ago, this was news to the world. I hope it is not now. Yeah. <laughs> Just Number case. 12. If the kid is being raised in a nice atmosphere, like in a pleasant atmosphere... Uh, and feels like he or she is needed, like mm. can, can be useful, has yeah. useful, yeah. It'll learn um, to give love back, to reciprocate love. Mm -hmm. This is, again, yeah. So he or she that is loved can love back. Okay. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Appreciate your child. It will learn how to appreciate, appreciate others. others. Well... I would say it depends. There are certain things in our family oh, yes. where I think uh, we do show a little. Yeah. A very, oh, no. Oh, let's say our daughter, she really appreciates her brothers, mm -hmm. but it's not reciprocal. No. I wouldn't say. Nope. They don't give that like, back she, to her. She is really nice to them. Yeah. Like, so many times. Yeah. And... It doesn't get... But she can be annoying as well. So Yeah, I know. But, but it's not like directed towards them. Like yeah. there is no intent yeah. behind it. There is no mal malice. Ba yeah, there is no malice behind it. Mm. And know. that's... I know. But not always. Like yesterday, you know, when I'm in the oldest, was playing with her oldest daughter. So they played together for, I don't know, five or six hours or so. Or maybe just four. They played together, and he did a lot of stuff for her, and, and, oh, nice. and she was really thankful for that, and asked, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, and learned as well. So there's that. I know, and sometimes I think there are some moments that they share together, like when they're doing something together, and we're not paying so much attention. Like sometimes so we're not it's in even the like, room. Yes, 
then it's sometimes better. Or is there like this uh, sibling rivalry? Mm -hmm. It's more present when we are there. Mm -hmm. This might be one of the reasons, yeah. I think. Number 13, don't talk negatively about your child, neither when they're away nor when they're there. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Don't talk negative uh, about each other. This is actually new, maybe. And this is yes. very common even to Ooh, this day. It's yes. very common of parents calling their kids uh, my little monsters or uh, that plague that I'm dragging around with me and the spoiled brat, you know, always wants this and that and then really like fed up with their kids. And I know I love them, but still they're always making a mess. And me, 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 me. And towards other people, this always, always comes across as really like, Horrible. wow, you, you Horrible. like being a parent, yes or no? And if no, are you thinking you made the right decision? You know, and, and that is kind of another question that, that I won't ever want to ask anyone. Mm -hmm. And this comes across when, when you talk negatively about your kid. You can tell and talk about stupid mistakes they did you know because they're funny or you know the toddlers that that drive the car through the window and hopefully didn't get hurt or something you know like <laughs> like stuff that happens yeah. you know where, where they are, ask funny questions or call, or call animals concerned. funny like, names something that we did like i'm just wondering did we just do that mm. did we talk negatively about our children and we purposefully and we tried really hard not to do that at all Yeah, but even now, if we're talking on the podcast about mm. certain kids yeah. and their behavior. Yeah, we are worried about certain kids, of course, more than others. And, and, and I would say, like, in this context, we're mm. not using their, their names. Mm. We love all of our children and we want their best. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we don't think that never ever talking about difficulties that you have. Mm might be the best strategy yeah. especially if you want to like it would be a very bad idea like if the kid would find out we're talking about horrible behavior that they're showing with other people that they know as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. and we're using the specific name the specific problem mm -hmm. and whatnot mm -hmm. that would be horrible but it, it would and um Us talking about our kids is a completely different thing. It's among us, us we are the parents. Um, but this is mainly talking bad about your kids, either with the siblings or with other people, should be a big no-go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I full-heartedly, especially after having encountered that other parent yeah, we know. and she talks so negatively about her yeah. child we and know, sometimes we know her child is in the same room, room. Yeah. I, it, felt, it felt so yeah. horrible yeah it, i was like this poor daughter of hers yeah it's basically don't don't gossip if you can refrain from it or stay away from it you should same applies to your kids yeah it's, there was no filter on, it, on a different nothing. level but it's still gossip in a way That nobody really enjoys to hear, though. Yeah, she, oh, she was saying really mean things. Yeah, like, I know. Really mean things. I know, things. I know. Okay. Um, try to only do good things in front of your child. Okay. So that the bad thing won't find any place. So basically be, be a role model or else you yeah. suck. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's okay. an easy one. Try to always listen to your child, number 15, mm-hmm. when it comes to you. And it doesn't matter if he or she has a question or an answer or a desire. Mm-hmm. You should acknowledge it. If Don't the, ignore your child. Yeah, if the kid comes over to you and uh, addresses the same thing multiple times, let's call it 50 times, Yeah. there's a point where you can tell the kid, please bugger off, I got you, I heard you, and um, I gave you I'll the be answer with you in a moment, times. and I'm not going to repeat myself. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know, I'm going to lick your arm. This is what I do with our oldest daughter. Yes. She knows if she asks me the same question twice, and she always asks the same questions in the evening, kind of a ritual, which is fine. But if she doesn't listen to my answers and asks the same question twice, she's going to get, I don't know, I I do something that she doesn't enjoy. (laughs) You know what we should do again? No. Like what we did with our oldest, whenever Mm -hmm. he really has to listen, we would take his... Cheeks. Face, mm-hmm. like, and, and touch it, like both cheeks. Mm-hmm. Look him in and the really eye. look really deeply into Make his eyes, oh, which was so hard for him. He, like eye contact was so hard for him. Mm-hmm. And so he would really have to listen. Mm-hmm. Actually, that worked. It did. Yeah, I don't think that'll work on, on her, do you think? Let's try it. Yeah, we could try. We should. Mm-hmm. I, I always forget about it. I'm, I'm, so, I always, I mean, she, I always have to ask... Are you asking me the same question again? And she's, no, 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 another question. So <laughs> okay. that works okay, for it's me. it's already worked for you. Okay, yeah. nice. Because being an active listener, um, I actually talked to, to someone the, the other day about, you know, leadership stuff and everything. And um, he said, um, the art of active listening has been lost on many people, especially oh, in yeah. a meeting. It's uh, most important nowadays to just have an, uh, I don't know, your 10 minutes or 5 minutes of squabbling away and presenting your point but um, not so much listening to other the points that have been made by others. Oh, no. Horrible. Yeah, and uh, that is kind of sad behavior, I mean, in a, in a way. And uh, he said and the, the art of active listening is... Um, more and more dying out and he can only encourage that um, if you're in a leadership position you should always listen um, and listen from multiple sources and then continue okay hmm? can you force your people to listen actively yes you can there are there are methods like an example for example you sit together with your team 10 people or eight or whatever and uh, someone is making a point and you engage others with questions about the points he made oh yeah and if you do this regularly then you know oh your boss is actually listening to oh, that yes. person and um, i have to listen as well so i can yeah. answer up you know about the points that were made i i just had a conversation with our oldest mm-hmm. and i told him that i used to have a teacher and I was his chosen victim. Like, he had two victims. One boy and one girl. Mm-hmm. I was the girl mm-hmm. who would always get asked about last lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever he taught the last lesson, I was, like, it was like 80 to 90% sure that mm-hmm. he's going to ask me. And so I always had to prepare for the next lesson mm-hmm. because I was one of the chosen ones. But you were really good at that subject, weren't you? I became pretty good. Like, it was really boring. Was it but physics or what was it? No, uh, biology. Biology. Yeah. And then um, 
Gemeinschaftskunde, uh, like social studies. Yeah, with politics and stuff. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I had you to study good that. At yes. social oh. studies, okay. Okay, <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. I don't know because. <sighs> okay, always um, react respectfully towards your child, even if he or she made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And it's it like it it sounds weird. It will find. It's mistakes on its own. Hopefully. You can only hope for that. The understanding of I made a mistake as we just, well, we had that topic rising up a couple of times the past week. Oh, dear. That's, um, can be a challenge. Specifically, if the kid says, well, I did nothing wrong in my world. Everything was good. And I didn't do, I didn't do anything. Well, you kind of did and in everyone else's perspective yeah you did but not on my own no I did not I did not I did everything it was her <laughs> she started but you did something no I did not the snake gave I me just the did, apple I just did back what she did to me so you did something no I did not I mean you just said no I did no and then you kind of lost the logic there but this happens what to do then see I don't know. I'm just wondering, do we have four children with four different characteristics mm -hmm. and their own personality? So we would do a parenting podcast and find out again and again that there never is one sentence that works for all of them. Yeah. Because I really wish that was true. I really wish this this kind of idea of just pour enough yeah. love into it, your children. It would be that it easy. It will grow right? and be so easy. And the mm. roses will be everywhere. Amen, sister. Preach Amen. Okay, number 17. <laughs> help your kid when it asks for help. And then let it do the stuff on its own when it can do it on its own. That's a great advice. Yes. This is one thing that I've come across multiple times now in the past few weeks. Um, to yes. I call it um, solve help them to your help own yourself. problems. Yes. And if your problem involves a parent to do anything for you, then you go to the point where you actually where you're really not capable anymore because of, I don't know, missing knowledge or whatever, any reason, or maybe physical height, if it's that kind of stuff, um, and you ask, ask for us yes. for help. But you try and go the road as far as you can on your own. Solve your own problems. Yes. According to your developmental stage and growth and yeah, abilities. Yeah, especially for boys who are now older. They are 13 and 11. So they're kind of um, in the age where they have to make decisions for themselves. Yes. They can analyze their own problems. They can analyze their own needs. Yes. And express them. And uh, if they want something or if they have an issue, they can think and reason what would be the best solution exactly. to, to solve my issue. Yes. And I expect that of them and I challenge them to do that. But of course, the, we'll the help. The funny thing is, actually, this is something that you really have to make a, a conscious decision mm -hmm. about like remembering uh, on your own that you have to remind them of their own abilities because it's so much easier to just do it mm -hmm. and be, be done, done with it. it. Yeah. But having to explain to your kid then, you know, and encourage them, yes, you can do it. Uh, you just do this and then you find the out hard, on your own or whatever. The hard part is, is to not give in. Yes. 
Yeah, the especially hard, for me. The hard part is not to give in and just fix the problem for them. Yeah, because they're nagging. Yeah, that's what they expect. Like, what can I do? I am bored. That's the most basic thing that will come out of every kid's mouth in yes. the world, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm too bored. I, I, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And you can answer and say, well, this is what you can do and this is what you can do. Nah, this I don't want to do. No, this is boring too. And this is, and you get all the no answers from all your suggestions and they're picking your brain and maybe finding something that you can come up with um, that they deem to be fun. And this is just not how it should work, in my opinion. This mm -hmm. is rather, well, what do you think is fun or what do you want? You know, what could you do? And uh, listen to their ideas and say, yeah. well, I could do this and maybe just, you know, have them use their own brain and find their own solution. Say, well, yes, if there's anything where you really need support in, think about it and then I'll gladly give you support. Oh, well. You know, I used to have a long list mm -hmm. in case somebody might get bored, like me or my siblings. Again, again, you have a list and <laughs> they could read it. Yes. But the point is, they'd have to read it. And they rather just ask you I know. and read the list for them. But, but I even the, did, I even made lists when I was a kid. Yeah. I had lists I know, when I was I a know. kid. Well, that, that, that's you. But, but your parents were not that approachable, I guess, and didn't no. offer any solutions. They're like, don't leave me alone, go, you know, do whatever. Would you ever dare to to come to your parents and I would tell get them? I was smacked. I think yeah, maybe not because of that. Yeah, they, but they just wouldn't know any answer. They will go play. Duh. <laughs> I, I really don't know. like. I would not even have dare the to idea ask, yeah. to ask them. The audacity. Yeah, the audacity. <laughs> We're recording with audacity. There by you the go. way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And number eighteen. Explain mm -hmm. to your kid early on how the things around it are functioning like explain the world to your kid like this is a bee this so, is a flower <laughs> so it will get a feeling of control um over their world now get a control how they can interact with the world yeah they, they this is how the world works yes yeah yes. okay this is a broad This could Very relate to anything and yes, everything. Basically, everything. pour your wisdom into your kids if you have any to offer and they ask it for it. You know, I'm so excited <laughs> that our oldest now is asking some questions about stuff that I really, really like, mm -hmm. like personalities. And, and you hit him with a I, shovel yes, of wisdom over his head. And he was not bored. I was so excited in my... I was. I had to restrain myself not to show all my enthusiasm about him. Yeah, he's excited about something that I'm excited. <laughs> I think weird. it's okay to show and say, "Well, you you just ask about a topic that I hold dear to my heart." Yes, and stop me if I'm going But too fast. But he's a teenager, because you know. <laughs> yeah. So I had to kind of test the waters. And Now the important thing is um, to ask him what he thinks about it. He asked me more the next day. So I think it was good. I know. But the important thing, again, is to yeah. ask his opinion about it and maybe have him express a feeling yeah, or express I, I, I him watch an him. idea. I, I watched him closely. Like, I can tell when he's not listening anymore. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. But this way, he's engaged as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? 
Yeah, but he he often asks questions and and uh, or you know he would tell me, oh yeah, I know somebody who is just like that and so on. You know, mm-hmm. he would uh, interact. That's and number nineteen, mm-hmm. um, show your kid always the best way. Show him um, how it will get the best out of it itself, herself, or himself. How to become the best version of itself assuming there is the best (laughs) but the best well this is hard like how can you show your kid the best way well it's my way only her way right I mean I don't know this this is a broad brush this sounds like just encourage your kid as much as possible have the best intentions for your kid in mind let's maybe sum it up like that yeah Yeah, that would be wise for any. Son, for I any want parent. the best for you. Yeah, and this is the best way. And this is why you become a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or anything that basically reminds me. That basically reminds me of. Um, we usually strive for for well-paid jobs instead of for jobs that fit our kids right. Yes. Yes, which is a funny topic on its own. We could maybe in two, three years, when this comes up, you know, on our road, uh, job selection in a way, uh, we can spend a little bit of time uh, about talking about that. Like topics are not going to run out. I'm telling definitely you, definitely not. Definitely, they, they not. but it's going to be interesting because uh, be, the, the best is not earning the most money. The best for your kid. I mean, like she kind of like talked about this as well like the best from your kid you want mm. the best for their personality their abilities yeah. their Now, here's situation. a little thing that i read today because this relates to to the best for your kid um I, you, you may have heard of dire straits it's a band right no maybe it's a band it's a really famous band <laughs> all right okay maybe not um, so it's a really, really famous band, and uh, <laughs> I feel bad. And now. I just read the interview of the dude, and he said, "Well, one of the, the main uh, musicians there." And he said, "Well, I'm just slow. I'm so slow. Grandmas and little schoolgirls, um, you know, take over when I walk the pedestrian precinct, as we learned so um, enjoyable in our English classes. Well, they, on the sidewalk." Okay. They, they just pass me by because I'm just so slow and everything I do, I just do in my own time. And I'm not stressed and I don't know why, I don't get why everyone is so stressed, but I just take things way slow. And I always wanted to become a rock musician, so I kind of did, and then it was too stressful, so I stopped. What? Yeah, and they were like really famous, you know, bias straits. Yeah. So... In my opinion, uh, he found something, and he knows he's he knows he's really slow, and, and in everything he does. Uh, but this was something that he enjoyed making, and he became really famous for it. And then it was too stressful; he stopped doing it again. But this was the best for him, and he tried different jobs too. He was just too slow. He got you know fired for that. Okay, you're gonna have to show me that. I sent you the link. Please, I uh, you already you the, did. I already did. Yeah. Today. Yeah, today. Oh, okay. You still got to read. I mean, it's just, I don't know, like like a couple of hours yeah. ago. But I was really like, wow. Hope for people. Kids. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So even if you're really slow, it doesn't mean you cannot be a rock giant. Interesting. You know, or, or be a musician yeah. and do, do stuff with your life what fits you 
best and find your niche. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into this. And I, I was, I was like, wow, okay. So there's hope, right? Yes, there is. And I have to go yeah. to the bathroom. So. No, no worries. Uh, good night, everyone. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. That's so slow. <laughs>